Hey plumbers, it's Tyler to talk today a little bit about the five mistakes that I find people making in their marketing over and over again. So what, what sort of brought the genesis of this is I do a ton of consults. I'm talking to a ton of you each month and I keep seeing the same mistakes. And so I feel like a broken record. And when I feel like a broken record, I go, okay, there's a common thread here. I can make a podcast out of it and hopefully educate a lot of people at once. Um, now I did record a video of these tips, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, it's on my YouTube channel, which if you go to mammothforplumbers.com, you can scroll down and there's a link to my YouTube channel. But also if you search Tyler Williams marketing, boom, I'll pop up. There's a bunch of other Tyler Williamses, but they won't get to me. So let's go over these five tips. Like really, when I say five tips, I mean, these are five things that I keep seeing that are a problem in marketing. And we're going to go a little bit deep into these comparative to the YouTube video that I did because I've got more time and it's a little bit easier. So um, let's start with number one. And number one is really all about creative. So I was diving into a client's Google Ads um, account the other day. And we assumed this Google Ads account it was set up by another ent entity um, that they were with and then they moved to us. And as I was looking through, there were two things that were really wrong with it. And there was, uh, let, me, let me clarify, there was a lot that was right, but then the, as far as structure and how it was set up, it was pretty robust, but all that robustness would fall flat because the creative itself stunk. So, and what I mean by this is, if you're running Google Ads, you have to remember that it's got a headline. And you have to think like a marketer, you have to think like a salesman when you're writing those headlines. And everyone right now is like expert plumber in, you know, with, you know, city name, state. And that's the way they're writing all these headlines for Google search. But if everyone's doing it, you're not going to stand out. Then it's just a series of the same ad over and over again. And nobody is writing these things like a marketer, regardless of the fact that they are ads. And so it's so mechanical. And I see this all the time. And this reminds me of when I did TV ads years ago. I would see these ads that were just cookie cutter, cranked out by the TV stations, by the radio stations, and they stunk. Like they were just bad creative. There was nothing persuasive. There was nothing credible about them. So I saw that end of it where they had this massive account built out with all these locations and all these services. And it was very well put together. But when rubber meets the road, guys, people are looking at ads. They're looking at headlines. They're looking at descriptions. They're looking at written copy. And when I say written copy, copy is an advertising word for verbiage, if you don't know. So it, to me, it's, it really showed a big problem in the way that it was set up. So I went, all right, cool. Well, we're going to have to go through. And I mean, we develop our own campaigns whenever we do this. And then we're, we're getting better and better on our end to like write them, rewrite them, you know, and make them just snazzier. So then I clicked through to their landing page when it comes to the creative. And the landing page, they were running all these ads, which got, you know, a, a, an okay amount of clicks. But all these ads were going to a landing page. And on that landing page, there was no contact form. There was no call now button. The phone number was hidden. You had to scroll down to do anything that you want a user to do. And on top of that, there was no headline at the top of the page other than 
expert plumber, blah, blah, blah. And if that's not good enough anymore. There's too many plumbers out there. There's too many, like your, your users, your customers, they've gotten smarter. They want more from you. So give them more. And so make sure that when you're putting anything together that you're thinking the, the, the psychological profile and computers aren't, aren't going to do this well. They do it okay sometimes, the chat GPT, but still you got to have an eye on your business and how a customer interacts with it. And that goes straight into your marketing. That's arguably where it's just as important as the service that you provide. So bad creative, that's number one, making sure that you aren't boring, that you are interesting, that you are engaging with your creative. So now let's move to number two. And I kind of alluded to this with uh, talking about the landing page on number one, but that's using call to actions. So many people are running ads that are just like water heater service. And that's it. Like that's the only thing that they're talking about. Like they don't do anything to entice the user um, to actually take action. Like get on the schedule today, you know, send us a note. You have to invite those. And it's, I mean, this is marketing 101, really you absolutely need to have call to actions in your marketing because you want the user to know precisely what the action they need to do that you expect and you're guiding them. It's no different than a sales call. It's no different than like if you're sitting down in front of somebody and you've got an estimate and you're trying to close the deal, you're going to walk them through it. You have to do the same thing on all these digital platforms. So if every time you end an ad, you want to say, you know, get on our schedule, give us a call. We've got same day appointments and we'd love to serve you just book now. Right. And this is something that goes way back in my, my TV and radio days when I was making ads, like that was the tenant. Every ad ended with a call to action and we still need those. And on websites, arguably think of it this way on a website, you scroll down. So you need to remind them of the call to action over and over again as you go down. So we have these CTA, that's what they call them, sections that we add. But ask for the business. That's what so many people aren't doing. And it's like, no wonder they're not winning the customer. So you pay a ton of money to get somebody to click on your ad and no one is taking the action that you want. And you're always going to fall off, but you can mitigate that with proper communication. And that's putting call to actions in these things. So speaking of running ads, that brings me to number three. Number three is if you have good creative and you're asking for the business and you're taking care of the user through that whole journey that they're going through, well, then run ads. So many people are trying to get what they would consider free marketing. But every platform that has an audience it's going to cost you money because that platform needs money to continue operating. So let's take Google, for instance. There's a whole world of SEO experts out there. And we do SEO as well. But if that's the only thing you're doing, you are not putting your best foot forward. You have to remember that organic traffic is incredibly up to the whim of the platform holder. Whereas ads are something that you get to control. You get to say, put me here this many times. I want to pay this much within this geography. And boom, you're off to the races. It's a much simpler and more direct way to get your eye, or get eyeballs on your business comparative to 
um, organic posts on Facebook or trying to get organic rankings on Google, like all those are, are subject to these algorithms and you have to play a game in a very specific way. And the problem with that is that when the game changes, you have no leverage, none. But what you do have with leverage with ads is you have your money. And Google wants it, Facebook wants it, TikTok wants it. Hell, even I want some of it, you know, for a good cause. <laughs> so anyway, the idea is that you know, there's, there's this pervading like sense of, well, I'll just do, I'll just get the free stuff and then I'll build my business on that. And listen, you will find these like silver bullets. You will find like these people who are able to do something that just worked, but they're very rare. They are the, the sort of anomalies of marketing. Everything else is going to take time, money, work, effort, and analysis, and adjustments. And that's just the way marketing is. I've been at this game for 20 years. And there, when you really look at the fundamentals of marketing and attention, they have not changed, right? It, I mean, billboards still hold a place in our hearts near and dear. Whenever I walk out of the bathroom at our grocery store, there's a billboard sitting right in front of me, and I can't help but look up and see all those puppies, but I also see some home service companies. And if you aren't doing that, well, you should. But all these things, those fundamentals, they don't shift, they don't change, and trying to do everything on the cheap just means you're going to be paying a lot more overtime in contractors if you aren't doing other things. So now... I don't want to. I don't want to come away from that making it sound like SEO is just a fool's errand. It's not. Um, but I have seen a lot of people put all their hopes and dreams into it, and I want to warn you that that is not. It's not the approach I would take for my business because I have very little control. Just think of that leverage equation. Okay, so step four is also tied to step three. If you'll notice, there is a path through all of these. Step four is to track. So many people are running marketing or they're trying to get calls for their business or they're trying to figure out like where to get calls for their business. And I've, I've been on these consults with you guys and it's like, oh yeah, we used to track, but we don't, or we've never tracked, or uh, I just have the customer tell me, but all that's really, really spotty. Go to callrail.com, go to whatconverts.com, get yourself a tracking number. If, and honestly, a lot of the CRMs, which I also highly recommend that you have, a lot of those have call tracking built in. In fact, what we use for call tracking for our clients is a CRM that we can build out as an agency, and that helps us track our calls, and we hook it up to clients' call tracking when we can. And so it's, it's really important to be able to see what's happening on that phone call, especially if you have a, CR, a, a CSR. And that's because you need to be able to listen to them. And especially if somebody else is answering the phone, which, you know, you can guess exactly why. But for us, like when, like today, we got our weekly reports from um, our staff that listens to the calls. And we had one client in particular who had a bunch of calls come through that they did not answer. And that is a big black hole of data where we were like, well, now we don't know if the call was good because no one picked up on the other end and there was no answering service on the other end either. So it's like the call just went nowhere. And that user, which likely the client paid for, that user 
went into the arms of the competitor. That's the only place they're going to go. They still have a need. They're not going to wait around for an empty phone call to come back. So I want to make sure that you are thinking about tracking the calls and the form fills. And you, you can track it, especially if you're running ads. Like, take a look at the way things are going from, you know, if you run ads to a specific destination, you could put the number on that destination, and then you could see how many phone calls it actually generated, and then you can go into and see how many of those actually closed. Does it take time? Yes. If you have staff to do it, absolutely do it that way. Like, we do it for our clients because over the years, we found that we were constantly playing this game of, like, are we doing enough? And we needed to quantify it on our end ourselves, which has helped dramatically as far as getting clients results and being able to just help them out, give them tips. So track your marketing, track your calls, track your form fills, anything you can. And so if you're running ads, another tip is make sure that you, with that tracking, you're looking at the impact you're having. How many impressions am I getting? How many clicks am I getting? And you're not going to know the percentages that you're that should be a target, especially if you don't live in this world. But it will help you understand how your business is looking. Um, but I will tell you, if you're if you're running ads and you're doing tracking and you find that you're not getting enough clicks based on what you're spending for impressions, that's because your creative sucks. <laughs> like you got to go back and retool your creative so it's better and more enticing for the user to click. But it's, there's, a, there's a lot of factors to this stuff. But um, so then the last one is I've actually, I kind of got cart before horse. Last one is answer the damn phone, please. Like if you're going to run marketing and if you're going to try and grow your business, you need to figure out a way to answer the phone. And this is, this is one of the reasons why I am such a big proponent of flat rate because we have talked to people who are hourly and they will not answer the phone and like three man crews, right? Small companies. They will not answer the phone if they're on the client's dime hourly. And the problem with that is you're never going to capitalize on the traffic that you're running with your ads. And it just instantly makes it a lot more expensive. And then you can't grow because the user that you paid for is off to someone else. So what I highly recommend you do is look into answering services early if you don't have one. Because another thing I was looking just the other day in the stats for when calls were coming in, and a lot of them are coming after seven o'clock. A lot of them are coming when people hit in the evenings and they want to be able to, uh, like that's when the, the problem comes in and then they start calling around. And if you don't do emergency service and you don't have a call answering service, like that person's going to go somewhere else immediately because somebody out there is going to answer their phones 24-7 in your market. I, I almost guarantee it. So with that in mind, keep track of, um, of, of what's happening with your phone calls and the answer rate. The answer rate is so critical. So that is, those are the five things. So in review, remember these all build. Get better creative so you can get more people interested. But when you get them interested, do a call to action on everything you have so that way you're actually activating them to take the action and make contact with your business. And if you have those two things set up, you can feel a whole lot more secure about running advertisements so that way you aren't wasting budget to bad creative and bad destinations where people don't know what to do. And then track your results week over week, month over month, take a look at the stats 
and try and understand what's happening. And if you do call tracking, that's going to help a lot with that. And the last thing is make sure you're picking up the phone. Make sure that you're trying to close those deals. It's important, um, especially if you're trying to build into a good company. So I know that some of this is basics for some of you, but a lot of it is like rudimentary marketing. There's a whole lot of companies out there putting out marketing that is forgetting about the fundamentals of what you need to do. So I hope this is helpful. And for anybody who's listening, if you want to schedule a consult with me, you can go to mammothforplumbers.com, and that's my company. And there's a consult, book a consult link right on there. And currently, that just books you right on my own calendar. And we can sit down for an hour. We can sort of chit-chat about what your business looks like um, and get you sort of on your feet or looking down the right path. Whether or not you jump into services, it's completely up to you. I try not to be a hard salesman. I'd rather you come to me when, when you know that I'm going to make a difference for you. So, uh, But I like doing the consults because it gives me a whole lot of insight to the industry and what people are currently struggling with and where, where they um, need to put their efforts, which in turn helps me inform the services that we offer. So it's kind of a win-win situation. Anyway, that's, again, that's mammothforplumbers.com. I hope with this little episode here it was useful, and you have a good night. Thanks.